1170. The answer. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Taco Tuesday or Twitter Tuesday, whatever name you want to give to Tuesday. We got to spend a little time on Twitter Tuesday because that's what everybody else is doing. Um, Before the show, I I really wish we need to do maybe some kind of way to do like a before and after so you guys can kind of uh, get uh, dialed into the conversations that we have here at the station because we had a rather interesting one. At least I did with our station general manager as well as uh, my partner in crime here. And um, so, in fact, it, it's led me to want to pose a question out to you all. And, uh, by the way, 888-344-1170, if you would like to chime in on the show and all these topics, you can call in at that number, 888-344-1170, or you can participate in the great conversation that's always happening on Facebook, as well as Twitter, which is at Andrea K. Show. And speaking of my partner in crime, it's none other than DJ Carrot Sticks. Hey, does anyone want Carrot Sticks? Get him out of here. <laughs> um, can't spend too much time on it, but I'm curious. I got to throw this question out to you guys because I don't know how we got on the topic of it. Um, but I, you know, we, we did. And, you know, I, I basically threw it out there to DJ Carrot Sticks that I don't trust any man. I don't believe in any man when he says that looks don't matter to him. Okay. I think the way we got into this conversation was because I saw a gal who's a new contributor to uh, Fox News who I think is absolutely stunning and gorgeous. And it got into this conversation and I had to hear from somebody here that there are men out there that legitimately just really don't care that much about looks and I ain't buying it. Okay. So are you limited to just men? Why not women also? Well, no woman is going to say something as ridiculous as that looks don't matter. Okay. <laughs> We're honest about it. We got to be attracted. All right. That, that's just the way that's the way we roll. At least I do, you know. Um, but no, I don't know any woman who's going to say anything that disingenuous. OK, uh, 888-344-1170. Um, speaking of disingenuous, you know, immediately, as soon as Donald Trump won the election by 300 and something electoral votes, quite frankly, a landslide, we had to hear about the crisis that is our electoral system and our, our, our process that, of course, now I got to remind y'all that during the debates, Hillary Clinton said that anybody that did not accept the outcome of this free and fair election is the greatest threat to our democracy. In fact, it was Obama who said, you know, President, uh, I think I can't remember how he mocked Trump, but he said, you know, um, anybody who says that these elections could be rigged is an idiot or some such nonsense that Obama said. Um, of course, immediately as soon as Trump won the election in a landslide, uh, we had a crisis that involved Russian collusion. Well, you know what, if there was a crisis that involved Russian collusion, particularly involving the uh, Trump campaign, we would have evidence of that. In fact, there would have been evidence that would have been probable cause to grant a legal investigation of President Trump from a criminal standpoint as well as a counterintelligence standpoint. And then clearly a year and a half later, there would be evidence to support that notion. Not only is there no evidence, but today, did y'all know that there was supposed to be a meeting 
every member of Congress in the House of Representatives as well as the Senate was invited to come and hear evidence, classified evidence provided by the Director of National Intelligence, the FBI, as well as the head of Department of Homeland Security. And you know how many showed up to hear the evidence supporting whether or not, I wouldn't say supporting, but evidence behind whether or not the, uh, Russia colluded and interfered in our election? How many? Guess. Zero. No, I mean more than, more than zero, but less than 10% of sitting Congress people bothered to show up. Some used the excuse of traffic, saying that they couldn't come. Now, this is supposed to be the greatest crisis of our time that is being used to justify the surveillance, the use of FISA courts to spy on a Republican presidential candidate in his campaign, and they don't bother to come to hear? Maybe they're just DVRing it on the C-SPAN. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you can watch it. Yeah, maybe, because classified intelligence is being leaked out via Comey and everybody else and Rod Rosenstein. They can't hand the classified documentation over to Jim Jordan. But, you know, they can just, you're right, maybe instead of DVR, they can just pick up the New York Times, right? Because it was, in fact, it was the New York Times who reported that, yes, there was a spy. And, of course, uh, uh, Caputo and others have some, and, and even Devin Nunes has come out and said, you know what, there might have been multiple spies within the Trump campaign. And the FBI, uh, the New York Times has corroborated that. And you know what? While there was absolutely no proof of this crisis, we heard not just from the left, but we heard actually from people, quote, Republicans like Lindsey Graham and John McCain that, quote, we just needed to get to the bottom of it. And if Trump didn't do anything wrong, then he has nothing to be afraid of. And we just need the well, no evidence has been presented. No evidence to, to start an investigation. No evidence has been come forth so far. Well, but we didn't, we need to let this investigation go forward. Meanwhile, there's proof that there was unmasking of Americans. There's proof that there was unlawful, illegal surveillance through the FISA courts that was done. Now we have proof that there were spies within the Trump campaign. We actually even have proof that the spies actually not only were within in the Trump campaign, but were actually part of an entrapment plan in order to try to coerce them snag them into committing some crime that would then or at least give them the basis of alleging a probable cause for them to actually then go back and not only get FISA warrants, but actually get them. Because remember, there was four FISA warrants, uh, an initial one, and then they had to be renewed. And it was Rod Rosenstein himself that signed the last one. And coincidentally, the last one came just on the heels of which Papadopoulos, I guess, and uh, was over in Britain. Which leads me to my next point. Not only was Stephen Halper paid by the Obama administration to spy on, he was paid over a million dollars, and it went into 2017. And Halper was part of the team that tried to coerce Papadopoulos, led him over there to, to London under false pretenses. Then a dude, an Australian diplomat named Downer was involved. Both Halper and Downer have ties to a, U, a UK company called Halkiet, I think is the name of it. I don't know how to pronounce it. Halkiet has U.S. operations. And guess who Halkiet is tied to? Halkiet was an, was an organization that was started by British intelligence officers. There's U.S. operations. Halkiot has deep ties to who? The Clintons. And Halkiot has many people involved that were big donors to the Clinton campaign. 
And Downer has ties to the Australian government. So we have the British intelligence officers, and i.e. the British government, as well as the Australian government involved. I want to know where is the investigation into the Clinton campaign colluding with Australia and Great Britain in interfering in our election. We have uh, some House, uh, I think some GOP from the House that are asking for a special prosecutor to get involved at this point and to look into a few things. Uh, The Clinton email situation, uh, the FISA court surveillance abuse, as well as how and why the Russian investigation involving the Trump campaign was launched. I say that's not enough. Mueller himself who's leading this illegal witch hunt on the Trump campaign, was involved in the Uranium One scandal, and we have not seen that properly prosecuted. What about the Clinton Foundation and their pay-for-play schemes that involve lining the pockets of her, the Clinton Foundation, and Bill Clinton, and when she was Secretary of State working as the business developer for Russia, as well as, like I just said, Australia and British interference. And oh, by the way, here side note, Fusion GPS has been sued in court under the RICO statute, because uh, a man is saying that Fusion GPS came up with and hired people to create a smear file on him to falsely accuse him of pedophilia in order to destroy him in an act of retaliation. So Fusion GPS needs to be a part of the special prosecution, a uh, second special prosecutor. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to a friend of the Andrea K. Show, Lowell Ponty. Uh, he says democracy delayed is democracy denied and that this is significantly hampering President Trump's ability and using sapping his political capital. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. Want a chance to win tickets and more for you and three members of your family to attend Celebrate Freedom this year? The largest one-day music festival in the country. June 30th in Dallas again. And the contest is not only for four VIP seating passes in front of the stage, but platform passes to meet and greet where you'll be introduced to a Celebrate Freedom artist, round-trip airfare, and a two-night hotel stay for all of you. Plus, special Celebrate Freedom memorabilia, including a guitar or ukulele signed by seven of the performing artists. This is a fantastic, fun family getaway you'll remember forever. Now, to give your family a better chance of winning, one family member a day can sign up at am1170theanswer.com until the sweepstakes ends June 9th. The 
Celebrate Freedom Fun Family Getaway Sweepstakes. From your friends at AM1170 The Answer, go to am1170theanswer.com to enter and see complete sweepstakes rules. Stand back while I celebrate freedom. Most solar companies try to sell you a leased solar system. The owner of your system, the solar company, keeps your 30% federal tax credit, and they don't pass the refund back to you. In fact, their prices remain just as high. My name is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar. Most lease systems are too small, so you're still paying the power company and your lease every month. When you own it, you get to use a 30% tax credit. Keegan Electric Solar is a veteran-owned company with an A-plus rating with the BBB. When you call Keegan Electric Solar at 619-742-8376, you deal with me directly. From start to finish, a licensed electrical contractor. Don't allow these large solar companies to keep your tax break. I'm offering a $2,000 off electrical panel upgrade or a $2,000 credit towards a purchase of your system. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com or call 619-742-8376 to talk with me today. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's B-A-G-1-1 to 88988. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, Mrs. So-and-so, I see you pulled my name. Yeah, just call me Miss So-and-so. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170, if you would like to chime in. Amazing comments, lots of great stuff happening on Facebook Live. C.V. Burton says, don't forget that Britain turned around and colluded with Russia to help the Clinton campaign. whole lot of colluding going on everywhere. Colluding between uh, the DNC to uh, take over and prevent um, Bernie Sanders from getting the nomination, hijacking that. A lot of colluding going on with the media. whole lot of shaking. What's that song? whole lot of shaking going on. whole lot of colluding going on. Joining me now to talk about this and all other matters is my buddy Lowell Ponty. Hey, Lowell, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, Andrea, great honor to be back. Well, yes, and, and, I, and I'm starting a campaign as of this week that I call Eight More Years. We have seen Donald Trump robbed and his voters robbed of almost two years of his administration uh, by this resistance, by this constant blocking by the unelected state of the actions of the elected government. And we need to get those two years back. We well, how do we? The, well, well we, can't, we can't get it by the Constitution, but we can certainly give the president a much bigger Senate majority. 
mm-hmm. this time, which gives him a shot at not being so obstructed, not having every appointment delayed and so on. Well, it's interesting that you should say, I wanted to have you on because I saw your blog uh, post that you wrote, um, which was reminding us of the hypocrisy of Hillary Clinton and, and uh, Obama saying that our hallmark of this country, which is true, the peaceful transfer of power, we have always had that. Um, but in true form, the left being the hypocrites that they are, were working behind the scenes uh, before and after the election in um, a silent coup attempt in order to disrupt the transfer of power. Um, but what I might disagree with is, and, and you go on to say that democracy delayed is democracy de- denied and that his political capital has been sapped. I think that he's he's amazingly achieved a lot and maximized what political capital he had and what he was able to do in the last year and a half to two years. I mean, if we, if we recap, he got some ta- he got tax reform done, got a lot of regulations rolled back. I think he's making. I've got a foreign policy expert coming up in the next uh, segment who you know is going to talk about the advancements uh, that Trump is making in, in foreign policy. Around the world, we've got unemployment at the lowest, I think, in record. We've got pretty much one person per job. So I would say that, you know, he's done an amazing job with what he's what he's had to work with. Oh, I agree. But nevertheless, he's been unable to appoint a large section of his government. He's been obstructed by judges who are not elected by anybody, uh, who simply strike down almost anything he tries to do and thereby delay it by months or years. Uh, In other words, we used to have a government where there was, as you say, a peaceful transfer of power, meaning the power of the defeated party steps out, the winning party steps in, they are stopping him from stepping in fully, and they are not even rushing to get out. In fact, Barack Obama's administration said to his people, flee into the bureaucracy. Yeah. You know, grab all those jobs we're opening for you, mm-hmm. and so you will be there. You will be able to restrict the president at every opportunity. Well, that's not what democracy is supposed to be. No, and in fact, they, they're like the bad house guests that won't leave. You know, in the South, you know, you, 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 you come back from breakfast in the morning, there's a pineapple at the foot of the bed, and it's like that's when you know it's time to leave. I mean, they're, they're supposed to know it's time to leave after uh, on the day of the inauguration. And, oh, by the way, they're not supposed to leave packing their suitcases full of China and everything that they can steal from the White House like Hillary Clinton did. And, you know, on, on top of it, they're not supposed to be going on their way out. I At least I don't, I'm not aware of any former president, Lowell, on the way out trying to set up me in which they can they can share more greatly shared classified information and the spying on Americans. That's something a lot of people don't talk about. Obama did much to open up while leaving people in place and spreading his people out with, with in, in, deeper into the deep state, opened up channels for them to be able to not only spy on Americans, but then share that information with each other. Oh, and not only are they spying in in the conventional sense, they're spying in the almost military sense with this Mueller investigation Mm -hmm. and related activities trying to undermine Trump. They are uh, trying to take individual members. You you know, this is almost taking us back to the Middle Ages, back to before democracy, where Mueller will take someone, he will set them up for a process crime. In the case of General Flynn, for example, they said, your son may go to prison mm-hmm. for decades if you don't cooperate. And so they squeeze these people to get them to testify against Trump, truth, truthfully or non-truthfully. Yeah. They just want him brought down by a kind of coup d'etat. And that also is by no means how democracy is supposed to work. That's what I'm objecting to. They're doing the same thing in Europe, by the way. 
in the European Union, they make no bones out of the fact that they want to get rid of democracy altogether. They don't want the people able to vote. Oh, by the way, I speak to you from Carlsbad, where just last night we voted four to one at the city council uh, to uh, join the lawsuit. Yes. The sanctuary state. Yes. So I'm very proud to be a Carlsbadian. Well, wonderful. I'm going to be talking a little bit later with a friend of mine, Paula Witzel, who um, is involved and in, she's going to be calling in talking about uh, Measure A as well as the fact that California is trying to, in the means to spit in the face of Trump, they're going to spit in the face of taxpayers and try to pass a legislation to provide free health care to all illegals. Everything that's going on with the left is an attempt to destroy uh, the republic because uh, uh, and, and, we're not really a democracy. You know, sure, we're, sure. we're That is the quintessential political gambit to play. Either they get the welfare state that attracts more millions of illegals into the state and drives law-abiding people out, uh, or they get defeated on mm-hmm. that measure, and if they're defeated, then they have a campaign issue. Mm-hmm. Well, what we run on. well, what is really disturbing to me is the fact that you know I w- I was under. Well, I'm not going to say I've been under the, this false impression. The, the think that we have any congressperson, Democrat or Republican, in Washington that does not see the state that we're in, that if we allow what's going on with the illegal spying of Americans, the politicizing, the weaponizing of the top law enforcement agency of the land, if we allow that to, to happen in this country, if we let Mueller and the FBI and everybody involved with that from Comey to Strzok, Page, uh, Bruce Orr, you know, Mueller, Rosenstein, uh, if we let this happen and we let them get away with this law, I, I think we're, you know, we keep, we're, we're done. I hate to sure, say man, that, this, but we're done. Fine. And this fine is especially interesting because James Clapper, under Obama, the head of our national intelligence uh, activities, he was director of it. Uh, and now Harvard Law Professor Lawrence Tribe, often spoken of as a Supreme uh, Court mm-hmm. Justice, uh-huh. they are saying, oh, well, it was okay. He was protecting America by putting a spy uh, to probe into the uh, Trump campaign. Yeah, that's the like a that, – yeah, excuse me. The question then is, okay, how many spies did he put into Hillary's campaign? Exactly. Uh, as, as, uh, as Alan Dershowitz has pointed out, another great Harvard lawyer, um, we have this question. Suppose this had been a Republican administration mm-hmm. sending a spy into a Hillary Clinton campaign. There would have been hell to pay in the media. Not only was there no spying in the Hillary Clinton campaign, but we didn't even have a we did not even have a proper investigation. She was not here. Giuliani is indicating that he's interested in a sit down with Trump. It should be under the same uh, way that the same means of Hillary Clinton. She wasn't put under oath. Uh, she you know was allowed to destroy evidence that was under subpoena. She her home wasn't. Ready. Why? How come her home wasn't raided when there was a, when there was a discovery that she had a felonious email server set up that was unsecured, and and the information that came out with the Clinton well, the, Foundation? The FBI would not even seize her her server and look at it. By right. the way, not only was she not put under oath, the activity was not even recorded. Yes, not by video, not by audio. Well, we're expecting to have this IG report come out. And um, I heard today, I think it was on Rush Limbaugh's show, that the expectation is that one of the criticisms of the FBI is that uh, they knew that Anthony Weiner had, uh, you know, the classified information on his laptop in, in September and that Comey waited on it. Well, you know, uh, th- that should be that that there's so much hardcore f- 
evidence of felonies that are far worse than that, that if that's all we're going to get out of this IG report, then it's 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 worthless. And I don't even and, know why and, we're and waiting so on that. Conflicts, the first... And so many conflicts of interest by both Mueller and Rosenstein. So it they, really... they, should have, they should both have recused themselves. By the way, I mentioned the same thing is going on in Europe. Uh, Craig Smith, who you see every week on, on Neil Cavuto on Fox Business, mm-hmm. yeah. and I, our seventh book out now, Money, Morality, and the Machine, we will be happy to give absolutely free to all of your listeners, free and postpaid. You don't pay a penny for it. So remind me to give people an 800 number they can call before we wrap up. We'll go ahead and give it now because we've got about two minutes left. Okay, 800 630 1492, like the year Columbus sailed the ocean blue. That's 800-630-1492. And the free book is yours, unless you'd rather pay $20 for it on Amazon. <laughs> you can do that. But, but we just want to get ammunition for people out there so they can argue sanely and understand what's being done, not, not just here, not just with taking democracy away in America. You're, you realize Obama carried out the greatest gerrymander in human history. I mean, he stretched the southern border of the U.S. to include all of Mexico and half mm-hmm. of Central America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that basically totally tilts the electoral process here. And if you give people free medicine for coming here, free health care, uh, that will just bring more millions. Well, yeah. And we've got the New Jersey uh, governor who's giving financial aid, which is all paid for by taxpayers. You know, I, we're close to the border. Maybe I need to put on a brunette wig, toss my passport, my social security number, uh, immerse myself in some Espanol classes and, and sneak across the border. You know, then I can get free health care. I can maybe go and get my MBA for free. And, you know, live better than I am now. So, you know, it's crazy. Uh, well, you know, we'll have to have you back. You know, this there's constant twists and turns going on with this situation. Um, you know, we need eight more years of Trump. Unfortunately, the, the, the conundrum with that is going into the midterms is that we're going to have to make sure that we, the, we support every Republican candidate, some of which don't necessarily have Trump's back. But... Um, and there's even rumors today. But, but at least they keep the Democrats from taking over. There you go. That's what we need to do. Lowell Ponte, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you for being a beacon of light, Andrea. All God right. Bless. You too. All right. Now, stay tuned. Speaking of a beacon of light, Trump is trying to bring some light to that North Korea. We'll see if he's going to make at least a, a summit happen. Stay tuned because my next guest actually is a part of America First Strategies, and, he, and his name is Alex Titus, and he actually works uh, with uh, the Trump-Pence foreign policy team to help advance his agenda. And uh, we'll, we'll stay tuned and see what he has to say about the likelihood of this North Korea summit. See Andrea K. Show. Don't go anywhere. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. 
The number one myth with a reverse mortgage is that you can't keep your home. Hi, I'm Michelle Cole, and I'm here to tell you that is absolutely false. You can keep and stay in the home you love with better cash flow and maintain the lifestyle of your choice. If you or someone you love is over the age of 62, call me today at 858-344-5998 and I'll use my 30 plus years experience in lending to see if a customized reverse mortgage is the right solution for you. I'll even pay your appraisal fee. That's 858-344-5998-858-344-5998. Did you know we consume electricity in just about everything we do? And at a rate of 30 to 45 cents a kilowatt hour, it's highway robbery. Did you also know that solar power is now 50% less than coal, which is dirty as sin? Solar is clean and green at Peterson Dean. If you've got a rooftop, you should have solar panels installed on them. Why? Because the rate goes from 45 cents down to about a nickel to a dime a kilowatt hour. You save big money. And at Peterson Dean, we're the best price and the lowest rates in the United States. Think about that. The lowest rates in the United States. We've been around for 35 years. We build the best roofs, solar power systems, backup home batteries, and fences. Give me a call today at Peterson Dean, 
Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. If you'd like to be a part of the show, that's 888-344-1170. Joining me now for the first time on the Andrea K. Show is a foreign policy expert. And I'm glad that there's the those that steep themselves in this because it's really complicated what a lot of this stuff is in, in uh, what's happening around the world. There's a lot of layers to it. And so joining me now is a policy advisor for America First Policies, where he works to advance the Trump-Pence uh, foreign policy uh, plan. And he's also an expert on the Middle East and has spent a lot of time over there and works uh, with APAC. It's Alex Titus. Hi, Alex. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. Well, thank you for being here, and I'm glad you are because I almost I almost avoid the no-co topic because there's just so much complexities and the different uh, relationships between North Korea, South Korea, China, and all that. So the, uh, the leader of South Korea was in D.C. today. There was conflicting statements, and at least in terms of the different perceptions as to the expectations as to whether or not the planned North, uh, North Korean summit will happen. Uh, you say that it's more likely that it will happen than not. Explain. Yeah, so we heard reports earlier today, as you said, that the potential June 12th meeting, which is set for uh, to meet between President Trump and Kim Jong-un, has gone from certain to tentative after sort of what seemed like a miscommunication on the part of South Korean President Moon, uh, who basically had told Trump that North Korea was ready to give up its weapons, uh, its, its nuclear weapon arsenal in terms for economic aid, Now, that may have been a little bit of miscommunication, and we've heard some really intense rhetoric coming out of Kim Jong-un and his regime over the past couple of weeks. But I think the reality that we have to recognize here is that North Korea really does need the summit. The Trump administration has continued to put on what they call its maximum pressure campaign, which has consisted of uh, extensive economic sanctions as well as stopping the flow of trade between China and North Korea and North Korea is uh, the biggest trading partner. China is North Korea's biggest trading partner, and they trade over 90 percent of their goods with them. But the other thing that is sort of left out here is that the Trump administration has continued to bring the military option on the table in terms of dealing with Kim and now with John Bolton in the White House. I think that stand has even been more solidified. So I think from Kim's perspective, that's sort of a scary reality. And that in terms of that, this meeting has to play out. What's your perspective on why the sudden shift from Kim? There's different theories in terms of why after he released the detainees, uh, why suddenly he, you know, had a seemingly change in direction. Yeah, so I think some of the the rhetoric that's been coming out of him and sort of some of the change of direction is just that his leverage going into this meeting is significantly higher than, let's say, Iran's leverage was going into the meeting with, uh, you know, the negotiations between the Obama administration, the Iranian regime is that Kim actually has nuclear weapons that we think can be put on missiles that could potentially hit the West Coast, which is a a very scary situation. I know you're all out in California, and Mm -hmm. that would obviously be an absolute disaster if North Korea was able to land nuclear weapons anywhere in the state of California amongst the West Coast. So I think Kim is sort of recognizing his uh, more potential leverage that he has coming into this meeting Mm -hmm. and that he's going to keep ramping up the rhetoric in terms of keep trying to pull back or keep trying to get as many public concessions as possible just to continue to strengthen his bargaining position going into this. I had uh, Herb London. I don't know if, you, if you're if you familiar with Herb London from the London Center of, of Public Policy. I think it is. I had him on the show talking about North Korea, and he said that absolutely President Trump should not have a summit meeting until, unless and until, all of the nuclear weapons, all of Kim's uh, abilities are completely removed 
um, from the peninsula. I I think that is, you know, obviously would be would be wonderful, but I've never gone into the negotiations where I've gotten my end result in advance of sitting down. So, you know, how would you how would you respond to Herb London? Yeah, I would I would say to her, that's obviously a situation that I mean, the United States and the world would love to have. But I mean, Kim didn't just spend the, the Kim family didn't just spend the last 15 years starving their own people, assassinating, you know, friends and family and other high level North Korean members to consolidate power and pursue a nuclear weapon and finally actually obtain some of this technology that they've sacrificed so much to be able to have. Uh, I think it's a little bit misguided to think that somehow that Kim is just going to give up his nuclear weapon before any sort of meeting with Trump or before any sort of concessions are made. I, I just don't think that's something that would actually ever happen. Well, I mean, t- I don't think typically in, in negotiations that you get the end result that you want before you've even sat down at the table and had any negotiation t- talk. Um, in the minute we have left, I have to I have to pick your brain, Alex, and have you recap for everybody what the successes that President Trump has had just in the last year and a half from a foreign policy standpoint? Yeah, so I mean, we've had significant successes across the globe. I think the the meeting in itself with Kim could potentially be a success. I mean, we've seen polling that 81% of Americans agreed to just the two leaders are meeting together. I mean, the possibility that this is a major success. Uh, President Trump has helped to deter Russian aggression across Europe, which is something that President Obama just frankly wasn't able to do. And we've sort of turned the table on Iran and the Middle East and uh, we've committed to taking a much more proactive stand against them and their spread of radical Islamic terrorism. And we honestly helped to restore some moral dignity in the Middle East by pre- having President Trump respond with uh, the Syria strikes when Assad used chemical weapons twice. And I think that's something that a lot of folks tend to forget to recognize is that Obama promised he would do it and Trump actually did it. Well, yeah. And you, and you even left out a couple of milestones, in my opinion, which was the release of the detainees. If the summit didn't happen and nothing else went forward uh, with NOCO, that in and of itself was a major success. And then on top of it, we just recently had history made where we had the U.S. embassy move to Jerusalem and recognizing that as the capital of Israel, which is something that other presidents have promised and failed to deliver on. And I think that what President Trump has done so far has been significant. Uh, And I definitely think that I want to underscore the fact that we have a respect back now uh, in a way that we haven't had in eight years. In order to put forth diplomacy, and you're the foreign policy expert, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that you have to, they have to believe that you will use your military might. And um, so I think that the peace through strength, I think, is is at play. Uh, Alex Titus, thank you so much for being here, and I hope that you'll be back. Hey, thanks so much for having me. All right. Uh, and stay tuned. we got to shift gears back from NOCO all the way back to California because every time I get on the Internet, an ad pops up telling me I've got to vote yes on Measure A in Chula Vista. I don't even live in Chula Vista. But you know what? This Measure A must be really big because it is all over my Internet. And Paula Witzel will be here to explain what Measure A is and why you should vote no on it if you're in San Diego. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E.
Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. Hey, parents and grandparents, today is the day to get half-price tuition. And now's the time to call to enroll your child or grandchild into a quality private school for the 2018-19 school year for half price. Call now, 844-800-5757. Log on to am1170theanswer.com and see the list of outstanding private schools. Then call us right away at 844-800-5757. First come, first served. Call now, 844-800-5757. The Sesame Street Party Parade is marching excitement throughout SeaWorld. This colorful musical and show-stopping parade is fun enough to get the whole family dancing. This event features everyone's favorite Sesame Street friends, themed floats, contemporary tunes including Sesame Street favorites, and two show-stopping performances throughout the parade route. SeaWorld San Diego is the only place to see this exclusive parade experience in California. Hey, homeowners, listen up. Interest rates are rising, and experts agree they'll continue to rise. So you need to seriously think about refinancing now before rates go up more. The longer you wait, the more interest you might pay. So if you even thought about pulling cash out of the equity in your home to pay off credit cards, car loans, or purchase an investment property, you need to make the cash call now at 855-880-CASH before mortgage rates rise anymore. Cash Call Mortgage can still refinance your loan at a low fixed interest rate for a flat fee of just $995 and will pay all third-party closing costs. Call 855-880-CASH today to begin the quick and easy process. We close most loans in less than 21 days to get you the cash you need fast. That's 855-880-CASH. Impact Mortgage Court, DBA Cash Call Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender. Call 855-657-9910 for terms, conditions, and restrictions. California Department of Business Oversight Residential Mortgage Lender Law License, NMLS 128231. That's 855-880-CASH. 855-880-CASH. HelpWantedSanDiego.com salutes the employee of the month, the one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Hey, Dave, you missed yesterday's meeting. You said you'd be there. True, Mr. Employee of the Month, but yesterday was opposite day, so when I said I was going, I actually meant I wasn't. Wait, wait, opposite day? So everything you said yesterday had the opposite meaning? Right. So, wait, when you told me you didn't have pink eye... I actually have a raging case of it. And when you said you finished the Q3 reports... Haven't even started them. Oh, well then, that must mean that when you were asking for a raise, you were really asking for a pay cut. 
Touche, Mr. Employee of the Month. Touche. <laughs> if you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. But if you want Employees of the Month, go where smart local job seekers find good local jobs. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Local jobs that work. We don't discriminate against people named Dave. Dave is a common name, fun to say, and so we're using it as a catch-all for lackluster employees everywhere. Please don't write us to tell us you were insulted by this ad. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. AM 1170. The answer. San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170 if you would like to be a part of the show. Joining me now is Paula Witzel. She's vice chair of the Just Say No on A Committee, which is a grassroots group of citizens from Chula Vista. And hi, Paula. Welcome to the show. Hello, Andrea. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Glad to have you here, especially since it has gotten where the last few days, literally every time I get on my uh, laptop, a ad pops up. Yes on A. Yes on A. Um, and, uh, fireman's hat pops up in the ad, help protect the citizens of Chula Vista. And, you know, the ad makes it seem like this is a really good thing. So, but tell us why Measure A is not good for Chula Vista and why we should vote no. Well, first of all, it's a very regressive thing. This is the second sales tax increase that the city is asking for. And, of course, we all know that um, uh, this is going to impact the those who can least afford it. Approximately about a third of the city is at or below the poverty line, and plus you have a significant uh, population of senior citizens who are on fixed incomes. And to have a second sales tax increase uh, within a year and a half, that's really just going to impact uh, the citizens of Chula Vista. And this is coming from Chula Vista's in the top 10 safest cities in the United States. So, um, you know, we support police and fire, but at the same time, there are other ways to accomplish these goals without increasing taxes, which is the go-to solution, it seems, for um, for the uh, city officials. Well, it seems the like it's... Issue. Oh, go ahead. I just started to say it no, seems like, well, it, it seems like you know, raising taxes is always the go-to issue for every government, whether it's city, state, you know, or federal. And then we never really get an explanation when the reality is they have a spending problem, not, not a, yeah. a taxing problem. And it, you're right. It always ends up hurting the very people that it's supposed to, to help. And, and uh, to go to what you were just speaking about, all the uh, propaganda and the advertising that's mm-hmm. out there, yes, on Measure A, uh, that's being funded by uh, develop out-of-town developers. Uh, the firefighter union also contributed to that account. And you have uh, the trash company that serves Chula Vista also contributing. So um, you have people that are coming in and contributing to the Yes on Measure A that have uh, relationships with uh, city government. So that also, mm-hmm. it, I would say, is questionable. Yeah. as to uh, why are they participating in Yes on Measure A. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the, the other question is, uh, the, the other issue is that they're touting this as being uh, for police and fire, which is what they're uh, saying it's going to be used for, but it's going to go into the general fund. Uh, yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So, the, so, so basically it's just a ruse. It's just, you know, because who's supposed to, it's kind of like when they use kids out of parkland to push for gun control, you know, or they use, you know, um, who can, or, or when they use, you know, six people to push Obamacare, which was about control. It's how can you deny, you know, a sick person health care? How can you deny these victims gun control? How can you deny the fire department and our first responders more money? They're putting their lives on the line when the reality is 
they're, they're likely to not even get a dime of it. It's just like when they raise our gas taxes in the state and then we find out $30 billion is missing from the gas fund and they can't account for it. You know, and, and then I heard, and you can tell me if I'm wrong about this, but then I heard that the average fire, uh, fireman or firefighter in Chula Vista is making like $150,000 a year. You know, well, and, and that doesn't even hundred grand. And then you have people who have uh, very high pensions, and that's really the bottom line of what we're dealing with here, is the fact that they've agreed to a pension benefits that they're ha- they're not going to be able to meet those obligations. The mm-hmm. city has already been uh, underfunding uh, their pension liabilities, and that uh, balloon is going to blow up in approximately three years. So they're looking for their funding sources, and Measure A is the first stop. But the other thing is even the mayor has stated that this is not a permanent solution. So the other problem is, is they're going to be looking to come back to the taxpayers mm-hmm. again in a couple of years because this is not a permanent solution. It and, never is. Uh, so this it, is a temporary it, fix. It's a temporary fix. The other, Go ahead. The other problem is, is that the previous tax measure that they approved a year and a half ago was a, a temporary tax increase. So it, it ends after 10 years. This one, it goes on forever. And to get it uh, terminated, to, to stop it, you have to have the city council come back and vote to put it back on the ballot for the citizens to vote on it again. So this is a forever tax. Yeah. And you know what? We are taxed enough. I mean, we in the state of California, you know, we're taxed. Everything that we do, every movement we make is taxed here in California from every city and the, and the state level. We're at $1.5 trillion in debt in the state of California. And the legislature, we spend almost $300 billion a year in health care cost alone. And they want to, they want to increase the one. $1.5 trillion in debt by $3 billion a year by covering illegal immigrants with health care here in the state. We, 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 we can't afford. And, and when you have seniors, people say to me, Paula, well, what are you still doing in California? Well, not everybody can pack up and leave. Maybe you're a senior on a fixed income. Where are you going to go? How can you even afford to leave? Well, you know, we're, we're, many of us are kind of trapped here. And that's the problem is that especially, uh, the lower end, uh, of our income, um, brackets, uh, they don't have the wherewithal to pick up and leave. And so they're stuck in a state that is number 50 in terms of, of, of lifestyle, uh, where quality of life, um, Chula Vista and, um, uh, the state of California ranks number, number 50. And we're also number one in terms of poverty. Mm-hmm. So we have the, the least, uh, in terms of quality of life and we're number one in terms of poverty. So Something there has to give, and we just can't keep giving away the store because at some point we're going to run out of other people's money. Well, yeah, and and we're pretty much there right now, and it's only getting worse because they they, with the sanctuary state status and the the open border. And, you know, it used to be Chula Vista was a place where you could go and afford to buy a nice house, and it ain't even that anymore. So, you know, it's it's very expensive. Every place is. So no. the bottom line is no on Measure A. Thank you, Paula Witzel. I appreciate your being here so much. Thank you. All right. Um, you know, it, it, we're under attack left and right from the left. And, you know, one of the one of the ways we're under attack, as I was just talking about with Paula, is economics. It's a constant tax and spend, no accountability whatsoever. It's a constant excuse to come and try to, to, to try to pick our pockets. 
Um, but the other is the cultural issue, uh, the cultural Marxist movement with which they're attempting to destroy the fabric of our society. We all heard recently I talked about uh, it's now scouts because they got to take the boy out of it because now, you know, the party of science wants to tell us that there's no such thing as gender and that if somebody self-identifies, a boy self-identifies as a girl, he should do whatever and that girls should be able to join the boy scouts. Well, now... Uh, and then supposedly when they were going to let girls join the Boy Scouts, they were going to keep them separate. Well, then why would they need at the Jamboree Leadership Conference that's going to happen, the 24th World Scout Jamboree, which is going to happen in the West Virginia mountains from July 21 to August 1, uh, 20, uh, I, I can't tell from this if it's 2018 or 2019. They're going to require uh, condoms be readily and easily accessible. Is this a leader? What kind of leadership conference basically says, "Hey, come to the mountains, uh, you you underage kids, and bring your condoms, and let's and let's you know ha- have some kind of sex fest." I, I we didn't have this kind of crap going on when I was in the sororities and fraternities. They didn't say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna have you know formal this weekend. Make sure you got condoms readily and easily accessible." In fact, you know, when I was at LSU, you know, um, your your morality and your, you know, your level of promiscuity was under scrutiny, okay? We we cared about, you know, that kind of thing where I come from. You you know, you get a, you know, the kiss of death was a bad reputation from a loose girl back where I come from. This is This is ridiculous. I mean, do parents know this? That their underage kids are being basically taken to the mountains and, you know, uh, put together with condoms? What are they? What are they? What are they going to do next? Start playing some porn? It's ridiculous. You know, prying with weed, alcohol, and that—that's just one. That's just one of the the nonsensical stories, the crazy that's involving our youth. There is a. I started to say party like it's so they can party like it's nineteen ninety nine. Well, did you hear that the phrase "party like it's seventeen seventy six is evidently considered uh, hate speech now? Get a look. Get, this is how like insane the left is. I mean, it's literally DJ Kirstie. Y'all should have seen his expression when I said that. there's a high school principal in Philadelphia who's had to apologize because he had on the prom tickets, he had it printed party like it's 1776. Well, see, I see that and I think how cute is that? Because they were going to have this event. They were going to have prom at the National Constitution Center in Philadelphia. So he thought, well, okay, you're having, you're having the prom at the Constitution Center. Obviously, you know, we're going to make some cute little catchy reference on the prom tickets. Hey, let's party like it's 1776. And for that, it evidently triggered people. And he was forced to apologize. And here was the apology. Today, I learned that members of our school community were offended by a statement written on our senior prom ticket. Specifically, the statement on the prom ticket called for state students to party like it's 1776. I am writing to apologize for the hurt feelings this reference caused members of our school family. This is, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm verklempt. This is so ridiculous. It was insensitive and irresponsible not to appreciate that all communities can celebrate life, what life was like in 1776. What? I don't even know. I, I especially apologize to our African-American students who whom I have let down by not initially recognizing the inappropriateness of the wording. Tell me what 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 in the world does party like it's 1776. How in the world is that offensive to anybody of color? 
That, why? The, the, uh, the apology goes on to say, you can expect that we would do better as a school community to produce well-thought-out, appropriate communications. What is inappropriate? Were we, 1776, how was that inappropriate? How can we how can we discuss a history of our country and not mention 1776? Yeah, that's probably the most important year of our country. Yeah, so Yeah, kind of. Um in an effort to right this wrong and to do better by better by our students, we're going to take the following actions. They won't be required to bring that offensive prom ticket. Oh my gosh. Students will receive a commemorative prom ticket to the prom. Moving forward in an effort to learn from this experience, safeguards will be added to ensure that a diverse group of people view all information before it is distributed. Therein lies what this is all about, control of speech. Safeguards put in place. It's it's always a grab on liberty. So an event that's supposed to be at a place in which our liberty... The Declaration of Independence and our Constitution, which gives us our rights and our liberties, a place where that was supposed to be celebrated, that event has now become an opportunity for the left to take our rights away from us because that's what the left is always about. Liberalism is where liberty goes to die. But this is the Andrea K Show, and this is where freedom lives. And we're gonna be we're gonna be touting that freedom every night here at six p.m. Pacific time. Thank you to all my guests. Thank you to my listeners. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. We'll see y'all right back here tomorrow at six. Have a great night, everybody. Love you. Party like it's seventeen seventy six. Yeah. (laughs) The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K.